Wilder, before we get going on Coda, which is the way you pronounce the movie we're doing today, which rhymes with Yoda, which is the only way I can remember doing it, you sent me a text yesterday that you wanted to talk a little bit about Magic Time, HBO's new new, uh, episode. It's going to be, I think, 10 episodes. Just came out, I think, yesterday, the day before. And I went and looked at it, and I'm like, why does she want to do the Lakers trajectory, historical, whatever? And I thought, I, this girl is crazy. But I started watching it. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's great, right? <laughs> where did you find it? And how, where did, do you, what do you know about it? And can I tell you, I have so many things to say about it. First of all, the way they're doing it is incredible. It is so interesting the way they're laying it out. And it's, it's quick. And, you know, you got to stay. It's it's like Hamilton. It's like it's got this beat to it that just keeps going. You know, can I just tell everyone that she always does this to me? She says, we're going to talk about this thing. And and I'm all prepped for it. I know. And then she's like, just kidding. I'm starting with the other thing. Okay, but but unbelievable. What made you watch this? Um, I read the pilot a long time ago. And they, oh. there were actually competing projects about this. And this was originally supposed to be called Showtime because that's what that era of the Lakers was called. And that's what anything that Magic Johnson was called. Uh, but it's it's so it's just so much fun. It's Adam McKay, who, you know, if you listened to our Don't Look Up. Oh, it's winning time. Sorry, not magic time. Um, and it's on HBO. It should be called Showtime, but it's winning time. Um, and I read the I read the pilot a while ago. I usually like Adam McKay, though I didn't like Don't Look Up. This is actually it's been in the entertainment news a lot because this is what led to the fallout between Will Ferrell and Adam McKay. Uh, Will Ferrell was supposed to play Jerry Buss. Um, John C. Riley looks like Jerry Buss. Adam McKay did not handle it well. It sounds like didn't really talk to Will about it. Will thought he was going to play the role. And uh, didn't end up happening, but the show's great. It's, oh my it's god, so and, much fun! And by the way, I you know I I've never watched a basketball game, nor do I have any interest <laughs> in it. I I understand that it's like ballet and whatever, but I'm not in. And I am totally mesmerized. But the other thing is, the other last thing I want to say about it before we move on is you got to watch it for the women. Oh, the for- women are the all of it's great. I I will say the only thing I didn't love was I because I don't think they shot it on film. It doesn't feel like they shot it on film, but there's this this grainy 1970s effect that they've put over everything that I'm like, I don't think you needed it. Um, yeah, I think it's yeah, just style yeah. for style's sake. Um, but I mean, it is really fast and it calls out everything. I mean, there. this is the era in excellent. which- Don't miss Matt- this. Yeah, don't miss it. This is when Magic Johnson, this is the feud between Magic Johnson and Larry Bird when they were in college and then being drafted into the NBA. Uh, It's when Jerry Buss takes over the Lakers and changes the NBA game, right? He turned it into entertainment. And and at that time, by the way, the NBA was faltering. No question, it was not. But here's the other thing. Watch it as a woman because it looks like this should be taking place in the 60s or 70s with the way these women are treated. Yeah. What it shows is there were certain industries in the 80s where they had not even made any progress whatsoever, and these women were constantly weighing between I want and need this job. Want is part of an important part of it Mm -hmm. because it was a cool job to have. And am I really going to unbutton my shirt so that they can look at me 
you know, while we're working. I mean, it, I think it's fabulous. Unbelievably great. I'm, I'm glad you liked yeah, it as yeah. someone who grew up amongst the, I grew up between the Lakers and the Celtics. I mean, my, my brother and what remember we're from Michigan. So my family is a huge magic Johnson fan, right? He, he took the, he took state to the NCAA championships. Like we are magic people. Uh, and he came and he saved the Laker dynasty and turned it into a dynasty. This is all about the eighties and nineties oh, of the Laker yeah. dynasty. Yeah. It's about magic and him kind of, it opens, uh, when he's at the doctors. And I think we, we know what he's being diagnosed with. Uh, but then, but on the magazine next to him is Michael Jordan. And so, you know, where we're going in this, but this is kind of showing us how we got there and yeah, everyone in it really, is great. Really good. Uh, you know, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. I can't wait. There's the only the first episode drop. Yep. Usually they drop two or three to really get you hooked. Not I'm HBO. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I, they mm -hmm. never do. Okay. Yeah. So, but I'm all in, I I've got it in my queue. It's comes out every Sunday night. I'm all over it. And it's, so. I mean, it's super fast. They, they break the fourth, every character breaks the fourth wall. Everyone is talking to you. But with perfection. They, yeah, it it's so much with, fun. Oh my God, so great. And funny. Yeah, and it's very and, funny. And not, you know. And also, I mean, there's there's a great, I won't, I won't spoil it for you, but when they're talking about the differences between Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, they really point out what's what's underneath everything. Yeah. In I think a really it, I, clever way. Just, just think black, white. That's all you need to do. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we're moving on to our, our, our mainstay. And we decided we had so many things we want to do, but we decided to do CODA, who, um, by the way, CODA, I, everybody knows who listens to this podcast over the years, I care a lot about titles. So it's Children of Deaf Adults. That's what CODA stands for. It's um, also a musical term. I was just going to say, but it's also, <laughs> in addition to standing for children of deaf adults, uh, coda can also mean a concluding passage of music in a comp composition. So the coda symbol is clearly visible on the page of music, musical symbols. Professor, uh, the professor who's teaching her is teaching Ruby during a montage scene. So uh, so there's lots of nuances to it, and I sort of like that. But I think they should have put something at the end that explains that, because if well, you don't... I thought it was really funny when you said you didn't know how to pronounce it, because I would, I am a singer, so I grew up knowing this term and didn't realize that it wasn't universal. Uh, exactly. Well, and it's like it rhymes with Yoda. So there you go. But listen, all right, we've got to start by saying, and I loved it, but we've got to start by saying. We've seen this movie a million times. We've seen Julia Stiles in Save the Last Dance. Her mother dies. She goes to live with her father. There's all this drama in the family. She sees this guy at school. They don't really get along, but then they get along because they share dance. And then she goes to her dance recital to get into Juilliard. And at first she messes it up, but she comes back and, and does it well again. And then that we movie is like all about appropriation. So I think it's kind of funny that that's the one that you're, it's, but it's you're same, pointing to. Wait, uh, I, wait, okay. And then it also meets Ice Castles, which came out in 1978 and in 2010. I don't know that movie. Well, all right. This figure skater becomes blind. Her boyfriend steps in. He helps her. She makes a comeback. She goes and skates again. Okay, then we have Flashdance and Jennifer Beals, where she starts off her edition. 
her audition and has to start again. I mean, there's so many cliches in this. This is not that movie, though. Well, excuse me. Let me describe <laughs> the movie the way I see it. This woman, is, this young woman, is she's got deaf parents. There's a lot of tension in the home because it's hard for her to be part of the community that she wants. And then she realizes she loves to sing, but there's lots of you know, things stopping her from being the singer she could be. There's a boy she has a crush on. They share singing. They end up together. She goes to try out uh, to get into college, which nobody in her family ever thought was possible. And against all the odds, she ends up in the tryout. After a rocky start, she tries out. She starts her tryout again, and she wins. So it is the same story. It's not at all the same story. It this is. is. What are you talking No, about? this is, a, this is, yes, there's definitely music involved. And I, I love, by it's the way, as, the, it's not about the music. It's about, it's a not, difficult and, fam- it's about a difficult family overcoming that and then going out on your own to shine somewhere else. Yes, but this is, it, it's fascinating to me that that's how you saw it because I saw this as a young woman who has had to be an adult her whole life because she's the only hearing member of her family. So she is the interpreter. She's been the interpreter for her family since she was four years old, right? This is, there's a story that her boyfriend tells when they were, he saw her family when they were like six out at a restaurant and she orders for the whole table and she orders two beers for her parents at six years old, right? And this is a young woman who's had the entire responsibility of her family put on her shoulders, finding her own voice. Right. And Julie I, Stiles, last Save the Last Dance. Her father is a jazz performer who's not does not have his shit together. She lives with him. She's got a over. She's the adult right, in the but room. She's, she's responsible for herself. She's not responsible for taking care of him. And I think that's the difference is that this this young woman, her her family in the course of the story starts their own business, which they've never really assimilated into the community that they're in. They rely on Ruby to be the interpreter, to be the bridge into the community, to be able to speak. For By the them. way, they, they catch their fisher people and they catch yeah. fish and they sell them and they want to. They want to start their own cooperative so that they don't have to take a lower price for the fish by selling it through the local guy. Yeah. Um, and just as a, a pause, I, I apologize. I am fostering a litter of kittens. So they're they're fighting and talking to each other. So if you hear them, you might see them. Hey, you know, we don't mind kittens at all. Don't um, mind them. They're pretty cute. Uh, but I didn't I didn't see it as one of those movies because those movies feel angsty and typical and i didn't feel that in this at all at the end of this i loved it and i really (laughs) i know i mean i'm saying i loved it but i think you have to overcome the fact that it's you know it's like it's so predictable you know she's gonna fall she's gonna fall for this guy in school and he's not gonna notice her but he really does know i mean it's like it's why she joins choir is because he joins choir which i was like that's the most teenage thing I've seen in a while, um, which I thought was great. But she also she has this voice, but no, no one knows she has this voice because she only sings on the boat with her family and they can't hear her. <laughs> so, but she but she can hear her. 
yeah, but she, she does, you know, like the, she's a teenager. She doesn't know if she's any yeah. good and she doesn't believe in herself. And she's, yep. she's great, by the way, like yep. as someone who is consistently ripping apart female singers and, and we'll get to West Side Story when we get to West Side Story. Um, but she's, she's very good. Yeah. Amelia. And she spent nine months learning to sign. And also she spent nine months learning how to operate a fishing trawler. <laughs> because she, she's actually she's and I thought at the beginning the opening scene is her on the boat. I'm like, you go, girl. You know what you're doing. You know, yeah. looks, looks amazing. So she worked hard to to have this role. And the other thing is, there's a couple of moments in this film that I think are so important. And the one that stands out to me is the family's at the concert. She has a deaf brother also, mm-hmm. who's very resentful of the fact that she seems to be. He just wants the family to believe that he can take care of the family as well as she has. Because he can lip read, which yeah. I don't know if her parents can, which is interesting because uh, yeah, Marley I, Matlin obviously can, but, yeah. you know, it, the um, character can't. Yeah. Now, Mary Matlin also has already won an Academy Award once. Um, yeah. I, she's not up this year, though. Uh, the no. only person nominated in this is the father, which he's... Uh, you will cry in this movie, and it's delightful. Well, there are a couple of moments, but the one that strikes me as so important and me telling it will not be the same as you seeing it, which is another reason to see the film. Anyway, they go to see her in a concert and they can't hear. And all of a sudden we can't either. Mm-hmm. I was so the- glad she did that. So yeah. Sean Heater directed this. Um, interestingly enough, Sean Heater was supposed to direct Call Jane and left oh. Call Jane to do this. Wow. Um, okay. Which is fascinating, interesting, and ultimately seems like right now it was the right call because it looks like it's the front runner for the Oscars. Unless she had uh, done something in Call Jane that wasn't done that would have made Call Jane the front runner. But at any rate, they're in the- Call Jane's not up this year. It's for next year, but- yeah, I the the for the family's fantastic, right? They're they're so much fun. They're she you you kind of immediately understand the very odd dynamic in their family where you know ruby is she's not a kid right she's she's at the doctors interpreting for her parents and uh has to talk to them about their their sex life um through through the doctor which is a very uncomfortable very funny scene i i will say eugenio derbez who plays her her music teacher I've loved him for a very long time. By the way, I I was like, you want to be my boyfriend? He's right? so great. Yeah, he really, is really, yeah. delightful. This is a side of him I have not seen before. He's a comedian. So like, yes, he's very funny. There is so much heart in this movie without it being saccharine. There's like a couple moments where you're like, oh, okay. But well, by it, the way, the problem is it's predictable. If there's a problem, that's what I was trying to say. We've seen this storyline before. We know it's sure, the but I've never seen it in the deaf community. No, that's true. But but when at the beginning we know that the challenge is she wants to be a singer and her parents want to keep her at home, and we also know right from the beginning that she's going to get what she wants. I mean, you know it. Um. Yeah, I don't mind that though. Every yeah. once in a while, like especially with how dark everything's been recently, no, that's true. it's it's okay to have a movie that's just. It's oh, lovely. It's, it's all about it's, the characters, right? It's wonderful. And it's wonderful. It's it self-contained. Is. Yep. There's it's it's also it's set in what is it Gloucester or Manchester? It's it's it's, Glo- it's Gloucester. It's called Okay. It, yeah. Um, it, which is right I'm, outside I'm of sorry. Boston. As yeah. as a as a West Coaster, am I supposed to say Gloucester? 
No, no, Gloucester. It's Gloucester. Gloucester. It's just Um, just north of Boston. And um, yeah, I spent a lot of time there. It's beautiful. Wonderful. I mean, it's, you know, luckily they didn't have to film in the winter, but (laughs) it's the, the, the backdrop is beautiful. The Mm -hmm. girl, you know, I, I was, She's mesmerizing. I was hesitant about her because she's she's on a show called Lock and Key on Netflix, which is not a good show. Um, But it was nice to see that she she has range. She can do far more than this kid's show. She's Um, you're going to see her again and again. No question about it. Yeah. I hope Troy Kotzer, who plays her dad, gets a lot more recognition. He stole my heart in this movie. Well, he he just won. uh, He won the SAG Awards. Yeah. And, and by the way, some people think the SAG Awards are one of the stronger yeah. uh, award things because it's really your peers voting. Well, it's that, and it's usually a conduit right into the yeah. Oscars. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I you know, is it the most groundbreaking artistic film I've ever seen in my life? No, but is it delightful? And you'll be happy you watched it. Absolutely. Yeah, and we're, it's not like we're going to go an hour talking about this no. film. There's nothing more to say than we have. But get this. All right, do you remember how much was paid for it, for the film It's after at yeah, Sundance? Yeah, it, it was the highest gro- highest ever, paycheck ever. ever for Sundance. Yes. It was 22 or 20, 25? 20, 25 mil, yeah. Yeah, But I, th- I think there's been one since it's more. So it just shows that the numbers yeah, are going up. Yeah, I think Trash yeah. Real Smooth this year. Right. Um, which I also watched, which is also delightful. Um, you know, that's Apple's MO for their movies that they're taking in is right. surprise and delight. Also, interesting other little tidbit. Um, so during the movie, Ruby's father and the brother um, are fined because they, they're, they have their fishing license revoked for operating a fishing boat without Spoiler a Spoiler alert for like this whole review, by the way. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think it matters. I mean, I think Been you can guess what's going to happen. Yeah, you're, you can guess what's going to happen anyway. But anyway, so they are, they, they are, their license is revoked for operating a fishing boat without a hearing person on board. So the Coast Guard has this history in real life of imposing all these like serious restraints on deaf boaters and ultimately, um, they keep losing the cases in court because when challenged that, you know, the passage, there was this passage of the ADA, which is any restrictions that are imposed on a deaf fishing boat must be reasonable and take account of current technology to assist the deaf and hard of hearing. So I think that um, I think it, I'm glad they put that little bit in mm-hmm. and they didn't. It's almost like they didn't have to. I mean, they could have made another tension point for the issue they were trying to address, but, well, but I, thought I thought it worked. I thought it was, I thought it worked. What I thought, yep. what I thought really worked about that was it, it puts the focus on Ruby because she's their hearing person. And obviously Ruby wasn't there. Um, and the whole family blames her, which I was really, I was surprised they went that far. I think the brother doesn't, but the parents do. Well, but and, the bro- here's the brother saying, I don't need you. I can do this myself. He was on there and bango. They didn't, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's also they they have to have an observer join them for government reasons, whatever. It costs them money, which drives me crazy. Um, But that she did nothing and she's the one who called the Coast Guard. I was like, oof. I know. This is terrible. Oh, man. It made me really angry. No, um, by the but way. But it's supposed to. <laughs> but when they were filming... It actually happened, you know, because they were going out and they were actually fishing. Yeah. Um, one day somebody showed up 
as a spur and of the moment. It was like, where's your license? Yeah. Well, no, they and they were like, we're sending somebody on the boat to observe. So they had to take a cameraman off the boat because they didn't have enough room. <laughs> That's really funny. Person, you know, so so what it shows is, you know, even um, even in real life. Life imitates art. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know. Do you think it's best film material? It would not be my pick, but I think it going into the Oscars, it has the momentum to win. But um, this year's also a weird year. Like there's not a forerunner for me. I, my and we're gonna get into this. I would want West Side Story to win, but we're you didn't like it. We're gonna get uh, to it. Uh, well, you know, don't say it as if I didn't like it on purpose to upset you. In no, some you did. It was way. personal. Which is hysterical because I was the one who was like super anti this movie ever getting made. So, you know, here we are. It's funny because we were going to do this whole big special on Academy Awards and we decided we're not going to do that. No, you decided we're not going to do that. We haven't talked about it yet. We're going to we'll come back to you guys. All right. We're probably not going to do it. But I did see something this week and you saw something, too. You wanted to chat about it for a minute. But I'm going to move if I'm going to move away from um, from uh, Coda to I watched Mass. Did you see it, M-A-S-S? I saw some of it. I think we should do a short on this one. Yeah. I, I'm not going to say anything other than where was the Academy? Did they not bother to watch these two women who give a better performance than some of the other women put together who are up? I have a very different perspective on this one. What is it? Nobody will be surprised in any way. <laughs> But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they did a great job. So, oh, um, I mean, the acting's great. There's and Jason Isaacs is fantastic. In I, it too. I think I think it would have been better as a play. I'm not saying that, but it, I'm just it is a play. It is well, it is. But but I but what I am saying is that when you have performances like that, they have to be recognized somewhere. I mean, I the degree of the degree of difficulty for some of those performances was right up there. So okay, we have to yeah. have a we have to pause this because I have so much to say. Okay, all right, and we'll we're move. We'll already move on. running over time. I know. Now you wanted to say something about Cha Cha Real Smooth. I don't know anything about it, and I didn't have time to look it up before we started today. What do you want to say? So Cha Cha Real Smooth is this year's Coda. Um, so it was the top selling movie out of Sundance, uh, Cooper Rafe wrote and directed it. He's like 27, uh, and the most adorable person you've ever seen. The story is about the uh, 35 year old as if she's a generation ahead, but go ahead. No, no, no. He can, he can come over anytime he wants. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to meet him one day and this is going to be real embarrassing. Uh, but (laughs) He, uh, the story is about a young man who's just out of college. He comes home, doesn't really know what he's doing with his life. Um, and he ends up like accidentally falling into being a party pumper for bar mitzvahs. I don't know if any of you have been to one, but they have those people who are like, come on, everybody get on the dance floor. I didn't know that's what they were called. I mean, I've seen them. I didn't know that was what they were called. Yeah. They're called party pumpers. Well, he also like ends up being an MC, but, um, it's, it's not really about that. It's about him and his connection with this single mother who is engaged and she has an autistic daughter who he ends up like connecting with, bringing her onto the dance floor. And he has this very confused relationship with her of whether or not, you know, they want to be together or she's sending mixed signals. It's Dakota Johnson. Uh, she's very good in it. And his mom is uh, played by Leslie Mann, who is just, delightful in this movie the whole movie is just like 
it's it delightful is the only word I can use for it. Uh, it's very sweet. It's all about good people. It's really yeah. just it, it, it's worth the watch. It'll be on Apple. Is it out? Uh, it's going to be on Apple or yeah, it's, it's going to be on Apple. Okay. Um, it was at Sundance this year. Um, so keep an eye out for that movie. You know, there's something about Dakota that's sort of irritating me. And that is, you know, she, when she started in the series for, um, um, 50 shades of gray, Mm -hmm. one of the things she, you know, she didn't go to college and she had zero, um, education in acting. In other words, she didn't go to class. This is a young woman. Well, yeah, but she grew up in a family of actors. I'm sorry. Uh, and I grew up in a family of, 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 Ford Motor Company executive. What does that have to do with anything? I mean, it's not like she wasn't exposed to this world, though. She is, you know. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but, you know, it's it's a craft that calls for working at it. So even after even after she did Fifty Shades, she didn't then say, you know what, I'm going to get a coach and I'm going to put some effort in to really learning the craft. And I think her attitude and she gets these roles and she's getting better. No question about it. I told you, I thought in The Lost Daughter, I thought she was exceptional. I didn't know she had those chops. I just feel that it's one of those things where if she weren't the daughter of royalty in acting, she probably would not be anywhere. This feels very personal. Are you like, no, I don't know. Do you guys have a beef? Actually, no, I don't know her. I don't know her mother. I don't know her father. I don't know her stepfather or her grandmother. I just feel that it's one of those things again, where this entitled person who didn't put in any effort to be better keeps getting the opportunity to get better at the expense of the camera i'm just saying that okay well you know welcome to the world we live in i know and i know i I feel like you'd you'd be far more familiar with that than you know most people i i couldn't agree more but i also feel like you can you can Show the respect to work at it. Like with a lot of. How do you pe- know she doesn't have? Like she's she hasn't taken on a coach. Did, because have you been, been stalking her? Yeah, no, I've I've watched a number. <laughs> actually, I've watched a number of interviews with her, and she hasn't. All right. Okay, and I think that you know what? If you really want to be the actor that you're moving toward, I hope that you'll take this to heart and get to work. That's my. All right. That's that's from. <laughs> Hollister directly to Dakota. It is. Ouch. Ouch. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, anyway, great day. Great day. Can I just say there's so much out there. I'm really enjoying watching yeah. a lot and we'll talk next week about even some other things, but, uh, but do see Coda before the Academy Awards. Don't you? Yeah. Think? It's, you'll, you'll enjoy the watch regardless. Yeah, you will. Okay. Thanks everybody. 